0: Uh, I was watching TV and, uh, well, I used to watch uh, certain shows and I was watching uh, one of my favorite shows and it wasn't a bad show. But I had watched it several seasons and it was a new season starting. I said, this is is pretty good, man. You know, I'm not noticing any bad stuff in it. And then it come to a, a scene just all of a sudden, it was the, the most violent scenes I've ever seen on TV or at the theater. Just totally gross and violent. It was evil. I mean, it was just evil personified, and it really bothered me, disturbed me for about three days. And I didn't think much about it, and I went on, had another show come on. I don't watch a lot of shows, but these was the two, so I X'd out one. And the other one come on, it was pretty good. And then it goes to a, a school scene of an empty classroom with just a teacher and a student, and you know what, what it was showing. And I had been asking God a lot, God, why don't this happen? Why don't that happen? And right then, I heard a voice just as clear as they said, that's why. That's why. I cut it off, never watched it again. Amen. But then again, I watched it. We got... Uh, uh, watching a lot of preaching and teaching. And this dude comes on and he says something and it just hit me right between the eyes. Now this was supposedly a good show. He said, I want a new a revelation from God every day. Now I know sometimes people really mean illumination. God gave me a revelation, but really God illuminated something in the scriptures. This guy, I'm going to have me a new revelation every day. What he meant was I'm going to I'm gonna have that word say what I want it to say yes. so I can act like I want to act. Amen. And I'd get on TV and Hollywood and the world will love me and, and everybody will lift me up and make a big deal about me. That's exactly what he meant. Yes. And I'm trying to get over this, but i got a real problem with the way some of these people dress. And just that night looking at him, He looked like he had borrowed the clothes of his 15-year-old sister, and he was 30-something. I'm trying to get over that, but I can't get over it. There's no such thing as skinny jeans for men, and I'm serious. Quit buying them. And some of you just need to buy bigger jeans because they're not skinny when you buy them. But quit my, I mean, and, and this stuff, it just rolled over, but that just hit me. Revelation. Oh, I got, I got a new revelation. If somebody come in here and stood in this pulpit and said, I got a new revelation, I'd take notes. And I might see them afterwards in the parking lot, not to beat them up, but just to, to talk to them. <laughs> uh, a new revelation. I'm going to tell you, that's what I'm going to talk to you about is Revelation. There's one revelation. There's one revelation. And I'm going to talk about that one tonight. Galatians chapter 1, (coughs) verses 3 through 12. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever. And ever, amen. And this next section in my Bible is titled, Only One Gospel. There's only one. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. And there's people falling away right now. To a different gospel. Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. I didn't put that in there. Read it. Get you a Bible and read it. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel... To you, then, what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men, or God, or who do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bond of Christ. So where you be next in your skinny jeans, and you'll please men. I could tell you some other stuff they've done, but I'm not going to make you sick. You might eat after church. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. That is the revelation. As the Mormons come to my house? I'd been waiting on them for years. They right across the street from me. I ask them what took you so long. They started talking to me. I said, this guy, I said, I'm just reading here in the Bible I'm reading about Jesus Christ as being the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection, the only way to the Father. Oh, yeah, 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 we believe that. Uh-uh. But we also believe that there's another revelation called the Book of Mormon. I said, Well, if that's such a good revelation, why have y'all had hundreds of amendments over the years to counter Act what it originally said. Deer in the headlights. I'm on the do not visit list. (laughs) That's what you're getting. Just quote an old song from the 70s. It won't be old Buddha that's sitting on the throne... And it won't be old Muhammad that's calling us home. And it won't be Hare Krishna that plays the trumpet tune. We're going to see the sun, not Reverend Moon. You see, there's only one way, Jesus, if eternal life is your goal and a life of meditation. And yoga won't save your soul. I don't know who who wrote this, but he said, Christ Jesus is the central person of the Bible. Jesus is the center of it all. Write that down, that'd be a good song. (laughs) The entire written word revolves around he who is the living word. His person and work is the theme of God's written revelation. This is the revelation, not anything else. It says what it says, it is what it is, and it is the word of God. And I'm not to twist it. Now, I might make a mistake and do a twist of tongue sometimes and not say something, but I guarantee you'd know my heart. Those of you that know me would know my heart. And this this is the truth, this is the only truth. So help me God. A.W. Tozer said God did not write a book and send it by a messenger to be read at a distance by unaided minds. He spoke a book, God spoke a book, and lives in his spoken words. Constantly speaking his words and causing the power of them to persist across the years. I didn't bring my water up here. Would you all throw it up to me? I'm on a diet and it dries me out. That's good stuff. See, the Old Testament versus the New Testament, I love this. It says, the new is in the old contained. The old is in the new explained. The new is in the old concealed. The old is in the new revealed. The new is in the old enfolded. The old is in the new unfolded. Jesus is the center of it all. Jesus is the center of it all. Galatians, I'm going to read 1, uh, one 9 again. says, As we have said before, so now I'll say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. And it's just like I said, I don't think really the devil has enough time to really worry about you reading the Bible because a lot of people don't read it anyway. I'm talking about Christians, but they really don't have enough time. But what he does is he gets some clown, whether it's in a pulpit or on TV, to tell you a bunch of junk, to damn play God's word. You never hear, a lot of times you don't even ever hear Jesus Christ. You certainly won't hear holiness, sin, hell. Suffering, you won't hear any of that. So he just get them to do that. See, Here, here's what he's doing: Psalm eleven, two and three. For look, the wicked bend their bow; they make ready their arrow on the string, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what? Can the righteous do? They shoot little arrows at secret at your foundation. Do you have Hank? He builds a home. What do you start with, Hank? Foundation. Do you just do it quick and sloppily? Hank don't. Some do, but <laughs> Hank don't. You've got to have the foundation. And you just can't if it's gonna be concrete, you just can't lay a slab. It just concrete. No man, there's rebar in there. They got these little tools that goes in that concrete and hooks it and after you pour it, it, brings it up and gets it in there. You put so much rebar in there to give it strength. You have to have a good foundation. It don't take much for them little arrows. Don't read your Bible. There's there's more than one way to God. Get a new revelation. You don't need this old revelation. Just listen to anybody. If it sounds good, it's good. Like that dude on TV that holds up the really gross food and says, if it looks good, eat it. And I'm thinking, dude, when you hold something up, it looks good, I'll eat it. But he never does. (laughs) That's what they're doing. I'm going to tell you, it don't take much really to chip at a, a foundation. Example. I think it was last Christmas. I got a pellet gun for my birthday. Riley got one for Christmas. We go to the backyard. We find something to shoot after the a pumpkin. So I get the pumpkin, put it, put a door behind it, an old door. And them little 1.177 pellets are real small. We kept shooting at that pumpkin, and we cut it in two. Eventually, didn't we? We cut it in two. You couldn't even see the hole but after a while. We had metal behind it so we could hear it to make sure it, them things was working. But after a while, you, you'd see a little hole start. And then we'd shoot 50 more times. And then you'd hear another, another little hole until we cut it in two. So that's what the devil does. Pew! 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 Pew. Little chipping at that foundation. And the foundation he's after is the foundation of Jesus Christ and the foundation of his word. That's what he's chipping at day by day. You can see and you can hear it when people's foundation, this foundation is no longer what they're standing on. Step by step, arrow by arrow, little chip by little chip. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows who are His, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now that says a lot right there against a lot of this garbage that's taught today. Matthew 21.42, Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the Scriptures... And there's some people everywhere, maybe in here, that's never read in the scriptures for much of anything. But Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Jesus is not only the cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone. Yeah. And that's what the they them little demons like to start whittling on in your life, that foundation. They get rid of that, and then nothing else matters. No matter what you do, don't no matter what you say, you're basically useless. Now I'm gonna tell you what else. Uh, Revelation, um, definitions is disclosure of truth. Instruction, concerning things before unknown, appearing, coming of Christ, revealed. But there's also another word. It also means manifestation. And we know that he has appeared and he will appear. Manifestation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um. John 1, 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I'm going to tell you, the Word still is God. He is still with us because the Word lasts forever. He was in the beginning with God. That's that's another thing they're chipping away. Slowly, slowly, slowly. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. That's very clear. Um, In him was life, and his life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the better translation of that word comprehend is overcome. That is a better translation. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Just look up the word. You'll see that it's better. The light, the darkness has not overcome it. The world has not overcome it. Psalm 107 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Have you seen any destruction lately? We, we, We saw some Friday. Funeral for a young man. That's not the first one I've been through too like that either. Ship it away just a little bit, just a little bit. We're so busy doing things. I'm going to tell you I had a, a what do you want to call it, a vision, an impression or whatever. And whether it was me or, or one of you, I walked in, me or this person walked into a, basically a drug house. Now, how I ended up there, I don't know, but I knew God was with me. I mean, I knew that. And they was people with needles sticking them in their arm, hanging them in their arm. I mean, it it was everywhere. And I said... It just came into my mind about principalities and powers. And I said, and I'm pointing at all these, and there's a bunch of people in there. And I said, "In, in the name of Jesus, you little demons, and if there's a chief demon in here, I want you to leave this person. I want you to leave these people. As a matter of fact, I want you to leave this room. As a matter of fact, why don't you leave the community? As a matter of fact, why don't you run? And then I woke up. But before I did, I saw people just, they were getting up and just knocking the needles out or dropping them. And I can't say they was all jumping for joy, but they looked kind of stunned like, you know, what's going on? And they were walking out. I'm going to tell you, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Write that one down. That'd be a good song too. There's power in his name. I'm going to tell you what, this is the revelation right here. This is a revelation of Jesus Christ. This is a revelation that you need. If, you, if you've never read it, pick it up and read it. If you had not been reading it lately, pick it up. If you read three chapters a day and five on Sunday, you can read through it in one year. Three chapters a day, five on Sunday, you can read through it in a year. Well, oh, that's that's boring. Phew. That's boring. I don't. I couldn't do that. Yes, you could. You start reading it, and the Holy Spirit will illuminate. You won't get any great revelation, cause here it is. Jesus is a revelation, but He will illuminate things with you. But Jesus is all through here. In Genesis, He's a creator. In Exodus, He's our The Passover, our Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the high priest. In Joshua, he's the captain of the Lord's host. In Ruth, he's our kinsman redeemer. In 1 and 2 Samuel, he's the prophet of the Lord. In 1 and 2 Kings, he's the reigning king. In Nehemiah, he's the restorer. In Psalms, he's our shepherd. In Isaiah, just in Isaiah... He's the suffering servant, the rock of ages, the cornerstone, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. In Daniel, he's the son of man coming in the clouds. In Joel, he's the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. In Amos, he's the burden bearer. He's the burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's the mighty Savior. In Jonah, he's the forgiving God. Does anybody need a forgiving God? Amen. Amen. In Haggai, he's the cleansing fountain. In Matthew, he's the Messiah. In Luke, he's the miracle worker. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, in Mark, he's the miracle worker. In Luke, he's the son of man. And John, in John, he's the only begotten son, the Lamb of God, the bread of life, the door, the gate, the true vine, the light of the world, the way, the truth, the life, the resurrection, the I am. Amen. And that's not all of them. In Galatians, he's the one who sets us free. In Philippians, he's the God that meets all our needs. He's the name above all names. In First and Second Thessalonians, he's the soon-coming king. In Titus, he's the blessed hope. In James, he's the great physician. In Revelation, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the line of the tribe of Judah, the bright morning star, the word of God, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords. Amen. And he knows you by name. He knows each and every person in here by name. He knows what you're going through. He knows what's on your mind. Maybe you've got a loved one that's going through something. We all are going through something, or at least we all know someone who is going through something. Isn't that great? He has all those things, and he knows you by name. He knows every hair on your head. Easier for some, but harder for some of us. He got the good hair, huh? He knows that. That's amazing. Um, Matthew 13 11, the world don't know him. Uh, somebody this week said we need to quit being going crazy when we see politicians being politicians, Hollywood being Hollywood, sinners being sinners. When does it blow our mind? They're being what they're supposed to be. Let the church be the church. We're the church. Let the church be the church. Matthew thirteen eleven. says, He answered and said to them, because it has been, uh, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Don't expect them to know it. 1 Corinthians 1, For the message of the cross is foolishness, To those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Just like David said, I don't get tired of hearing it. I don't get tired of hearing about the cross. I don't get tired of hearing about the blood of Jesus. That's why we're here. If we're tired of hearing that, we're in trouble because that's what it's all about. We're tired of the word. We're in trouble because that's what it's all about. Ephesians 6 19 through 20. Uh, And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And we know the mystery. Is that Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, was crucified for our sins. He died and he rose again on the third day. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. That's the mystery. If you've been worrying about the mystery, that's the mystery. That's what we're to preach. Christ crucified. And if you're tired of hearing about it, you're in trouble. Because everybody that you're supposed to talk to about it is in trouble. If you're tired of hearing it, you're sure not going to be speaking it. Now, go to J.T. Colossians 1 26 through 29. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to His saints. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory. Glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach. Him we preach. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. J.T., go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, 3 and 4. There's some, some other things the Word does to us or does for us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So it gives us mercy and it gives us hope. All right, you go ahead, J.T., to 4. To an inheritance, we get an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. J.T., go to 1 Peter 1, 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It brings us grace. Don't we need mercy, hope, and grace? And I praise God that I think it's in Psalms that says His mercies are renewed every morning. You don't have to try to make it last. Oh, you've had a tough day. Just get up the next day because see His mercies are renewed every morning. Uh, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. Some other things. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. We, we get, we're blessed with trials. What? Beloved, go to the next verse. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. See, you get, it's, we're going to have trials and tribulations, but we also get to and we share in the sufferings, but we also share in his glory. Revelation 1, 3. Did I give you? Yeah. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written written in it, for the time is near. You're blessed just by reading this and keeping the prophecies in this book and treating this book like it needs to be treated and talking about Jesus like he needs... To be talked about, and you hear the word "Do not use the name of the Lord in vain." In other words, don't don't say a cuss word. Now that's in, that's that's a good thing. Don't do that. But that's really not what that's talking about. It's talking about don't use His name for selfish ambition. Don't use His name for selfish reasons. I can't stand to go to a city hall meeting, and they read scripture and have a little devotion at the front of it when I know the things they've talked about in that back room. They're using the name of the Lord in vain. That is what they're doing. We are not to do that. Now, I wanna, I, I, I'm bringing this plane in for a landing right now. Now, I might have to circle the airport a couple times, but I'm going to bring it in for a landing. I want to talk to you about Principalities principalities and powers JT bring up Ephesians 6 12 we've heard this for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood and that's hard because you can't punch a spirit but you can punch some flesh and I'm going to tell you a lot of times I want to punch some flesh like my brother used to say to me he was 10 years older than me he'd say hit my fist with your nose real hard and it would hold it there. And I promise you, four times out of ten, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Principality. Right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Just like that little scene that the Lord had impressed in me. I was not battling drug dealers. I was not battling needles. I was battling Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, principalities is the first person or thing in a series. It's the leader, the ruler, the place of rank, authority of an active cause. And important, it even means beginning. Even means beginning. See, chip away, chip away at Jesus Christ. He was with God in the beginning. Chip it away. Powers means power of choice, influence, permission, physical and mental power, power of rule or government mastery, token of control. And it won't take much of them little arrows. Get you to to just kind of, just kind of put this on on the shelf. Never have time for it. Out of sight, out of mind, out of heart, out of life. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. We're coming in quick. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of His, the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Them, them little Prince Pastor, they don't want you to know any of this. Don't read it. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Well, Jesus, he was a good man. He was a prophet. He was good. No, he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he's living right now and he's at the right hand of the Father in heaven far above all principality and all power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in Oh, so get that. Christ Jesus is the ruler of rulers. He is the authority of authorities. He's the king of kings, He's the Lord of Lords, He's at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and He's still working for us on our behalf. Now I'm going to go quickly to Colossians 2:15. Having, this is Jesus, having disarmed, what does that mean? He took their weapons. He has disarmed them. All they got is their mouth, like a lot of people. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it, and that's the cross. Christ crucified. What they thought was the end... They can't, well, they, they knew what was going on. No, they can't know truth. The devil cannot know truth. He's the father of lies. He, yeah, he might read that, but he don't understand it. He can't understand it because it's truth. That's why he's still fighting. He don't understand this. He still thinks he's, what is that, oh, all this and a bag of chips too, but he's not. He's already disarmed and defeated. Amen. Don't let him tell you otherwise. He's kicking us around. and We need to stop letting him. He made a public spectacle of them. He made an example of them, even as an example of how we're to have the boldness to deal with them. See, we have power. Now get this. we we're In him, in him. Don't go out like the sons of Skiba and invoke in the name of Jesus and you get your clothes beat off. Don't do that. You got to know what you're doing. You got to have Christ in your heart. You've got, re- you got to come to 100% realization that there's nothing I do, it's all what he does. Amen. Then you go. But dig this. You don't need how to talk to the little bitty minions. You have the authority to talk to the principalities, the powers, the rulers, the kings over a certain area or a certain part of your life. But don't think you're going to do it with this because you look good in skinny jeans or a b-neck. That'll get you nowhere. Especially with me. I may take my belt and spank you. But that's what they're thinking. All this junk that they're doing on TV and all of this. That that means something. And it don't. You got to get to the point of Paul. Paul. Who said I am the least of the least. I'm wretched, I am the least of the least. Well, what does that make me? See, but then Paul explains it don't matter, it's in him, it's by him, it's through him, and when you've realized that, that's when you can talk to the principalities and the power, and you say, Get out of here. As a matter of fact, run. That's why maybe we can have one less funeral. 1 John 3, 8, just about through. He who sins is of the devil. He who sins is of the devil. That's, I promise you, I didn't like finagle this. It's in there. Oh, we're saved. We're under this grace. We do what we want to do. If you read the Bible and you still think that, I got to tone it down. You're an idiot. You're spiritually stupid. And it uses that word in there, so I'm going to use that. Are you selfish? Are you one of those that's going to let it say you want it to say what you want it to say? Ephesians 3 8 through 13. Go back, JT. Let me finish reading that. Sorry, I got off on a betrayal he who sins is of the devil for the devil has sinned from the beginning for this purpose the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil there's his manifestation he came and did all that to destroy the works of the devil and we just let the devil have his way that's like us just laying down and letting Cuba invade us and take over that's what the church does. We just lay down and let it happen. Check this out, Ephesians 3, 8 through 13. I know I've read this a hundred times, but it just really, this is one of the first things that jumped out at me. To me, this is Paul, to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So you... Th- and also they'll tell you, oh, I know it all. I will tell you anything. I know that it's unsearchable, it's unreachable. You do not know it all. We'll never know it all till we're with him, standing before him in heaven, and we're perfected. And all these questions that I want to ask him and explain things to me, once I enter in and stand before him, I'm going to go, oh, and move on because it's not going to mean that much. You understand what I'm saying to me? He was less than all the saints. And this is Paul speaking. Go ahead, J.T., verse 9. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Let me read that again. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. Now, who's the church? The believers in Christ, not anybody on the road. Believers, true believers in Christ, might be made known by the church through the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Oh, come on. You want that meth? You know how good it is? You want that heroin? That's what he's telling oh, saying. I promise you, this time it's going to be as good as the first time. We are to make God known. We are to preach. We are to command them. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Am I reading this right, Brother Jerry? Does it say, by the church that God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places that we can speak to them in the the name of Jesus. Go to 11, I think. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Now, this is Paul. He's the least of all the saints, but he says the church, not denominations, but the church, believers, and I think most people in here are part of the church, and there's other people around here that are part of the church. We have the authority to tell Powers and principalities, what to do, who to leave alone, where to go. I mean, they asked Jesus, just let us go in them pigs. In Jesus' name, we can speak to them. Drug addiction or depression or sickness or anything else, I command you to leave this person, this room, this community. As a matter of fact, I say run. I speak the word of Christ in his name. Amen. That's what it says. We have that authority. Psalm 46 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God gave me this scripture. I went out there to pray a little bit and I and just boom. God is our refuge and strength. He is our a present help in time of trouble. Now, that means we have his presence. He is present here in times of trouble. You're, if whether you're going through trouble or somebody's going through trouble, God is always present in our time of trouble.